1: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
2: All right, now here's the, it, it, there's more to, uh, to get to than just the two-minute drill, but I think we need to close by addressing the Roquan Smith situation, because he was there. And I said on the radio this morning that Ryan Poles was so spent so much time on camera. I thought he was a fourth yeah. guy in the booth Yeah, as much screen time as he got. They talked about the issue. We heard from Lewis Riddick always respect where he's coming from. I don't know where this is headed, Dan, but here's a player that made the flight to Seattle on the sidelines, working out before the game, standing there next to Robert Quinn, Do you know any more? Can we read anything into the fact that he was at least with the team? Is there any
0: reason to think that before the next game that they can strike a deal? Uh, You would hope that before they started in-depth preparations for the 49ers right which again there's going to be a two week span between the the game in Cleveland and when they play the 49ers at Soldier Field you would hope at some point if Roquan is going to be on the field for you at all in week one that you're able to get that so that he can do the full two weeks of preparation for that season opening game and be a, a player who can impact things now business doesn't work that way right and we still don't know just how hurt Roquan's feelings remain after that statement that that he uh issued a week and a half ago now, right? There there are people around the league that say, boy, when you reflect back on that 10 days later, there was a lot of grandstanding within that statement that may not necessarily have gotten the desired results. Now, again, it's like, how does Ryan Poles go about standing his ground while still not alienating one of his best players? And if they're going to try to get a deal done, how does it get there? Such a confusing situation and the confusion hasn't really cleared itself up. I still am of the belief that a deal is going to get done and Roquan's going to play for the Bears in, in 2022. But, man, there are no indicators that that is imminent, and there are no indicators that, that the progress is so significant that we should be, uh, you know, readying for an emergency pod that says Roquan's got either a, a deal or has agreed to play the final year of his, of his rookie contract and, and figure out where things go from there.
2: A couple of key points that I think are worth making. We saw the Chargers strike a deal with Derwin James. And we saw that happen after a 14-day hold-in that made him the highest-paid safety in the NFL because of a couple of things. Number one, he's worth the investment in their minds. They they have a lot of guys to pay as well. They have more stars than the Bears do on their roster. They got a deal done because he's got professional representation that were able to strike a deal, negotiate, compromise, see the wisdom in striking a compromise, and getting him – a deal that he might have wanted to be longer, but he still it rewards him and he puts him on a pedestal that maybe he hasn't earned yet. I could name five safeties. I probably would rather have than Durbin James, but that doesn't mean he's the best. It just means it's his turn. He's up now. And I think Roquan Smith, to some degree, that's the parallel to draw. He's not the best linebacker in football, off the ball, on the ball or otherwise, but it might be his turn. I think the Bears have to recognize that as well. And I look—we don't have the details, but that's that's one of the things I think is worth remembering. The other two things, quickly: they have the sixth most cap space right now in the NFL. It's half sixteen and a half million dollars, I think, somewhere along those lines. So they have the wiggle room financially and with the cap to make a deal with your best player. And I think when you when you look ahead, and last night they used this as a graphic projected cap space. Over $100 million in, in 2023, the most of any other team in terms of projections in the National Football League. With those realities, as an executive, as a first-time GM, you got to find a way. You've got to find a way because I don't think that people will buy the argument if you can't strike a deal that you didn't have – that that, that you were squeezed financially different teams find ways to keep their best players and the best teams find ways to keep talent in-house roquan smith's a talent i think they've got to find a way somehow to keep him in-house i know it takes two that doesn't take one side or the other but common sense has got to prevail at some point for both sides.
0: Two footnotes to those points. A lot of people point out that the Bears still have the uh, ability to use the franchise tag in 2023. This year's franchise tag for off-the-ball linebackers or for linebackers, I'm sorry, was $18.7 million. So it's not a deep discount, right? That would be essentially doubling Roquan's salary for this season next year. You also know the the ramifications that come with putting a guy on the franchise tag, right? Particularly after you've had drawn out contract strife. It's not a pretty situation. And so that that is Is to me a last resort if you want to get anything meaningful uh productivity wise out out of Roquan Smith because of the things that can go wrong because of hard feelings and 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 just mindset, right? And the temperament that goes with it. The Derwin James situation to me is notable for another reason that ties into what you just talked about. The Chargers are still not paying Justin Herbert what Justin Herbert's ultimately going to get paid, right? Justin Herbert's gonna gonna get a Brink's truck at some point here, real soon, and show up at the at their facility and, and unload every bit of money that they have there. Right now, the flexibility in not having to pay your quarterback, that allows you the opportunity to pay other guys. So they're paying Khalil Mack this year, and they're paying Bosa, and they're paying Derwin James, and they're paying Mike Williams. And they've got the ability to pay some of these other guys while they're getting their quarterback on a discount. And the Bears are in that same boat right now with Justin Fields for a couple more years. And so you can find that wiggle room, as you mentioned, to make one of your guys happy. Now, again, it comes down to – your belief in the player—it—it it, it comes down to your belief in the person. It comes down to your belief in in future projections, and eventually, that bridge that we've been talking about now for a month between Roquan and the Bears has to be, uh, you know, built right. It has to get to the middle in some way, shape, or form without any further turmoil for this thing to to be resolved. And so, we'll see where it heads here in the coming days.
2: All right, let's wrap up by looking ahead at what is on the calendar and in terms of cuts and, of course, the Cleveland Browns.
0: Yeah, so first and foremost, we get the last day of practice on Saturday, August 20th, open to the public for training camp. So if you're interested in getting up to Lake Forest and checking out the Bears, I think they're sold out. But if you can get your hands on some tickets, that's the last day that it's open. They're going to have two days of practice, an off day, and then go into that, as we talked about earlier, that traditional game week prep with three days of practice, structured the way their game week practices will be structured, and then off to Cleveland. In the middle there, As you mentioned, there will be another wave of cuts, a small wave. They've got to get down from 85 to 80 by Tuesday, right? So there's five more guys that will see their NFL futures going a different direction. Bears continue trying to build this thing. And then, you know, uh, now, thankfully, this is a a, – development in recent years that NFL writers owe the league for they've moved final cuts away from Labor Day weekend and bumped them up to the middle of the week before Labor Day weekend so you don't have to be spend your Saturday of Labor Day weekend calling 150 agents trying to figure out who made the team and who didn't but they got to get that roster down to 53 uh, a few days before Labor Day weekend begins and that's going to be a, a bigger challenge obviously to cut from 80 to 53 uh, expanded practice squads allow you to, to not stress as much as you used to 16 guys in the practice squad there so so again, a lot of mechanics are going to be coming up in these these next couple of weeks, even if the game action isn't going to be uh, substantive or or voluminous. I guess
2: sounds good. Voluminous. I like the word. <laughs> I like the way you ended, Dan. I got to go. I got a guy who's here with a drink, and there's an. I was going to say the pool parties, The DJ's like, about to start. <laughs> they just uh, changed dealers over there at the blackjack table, so I think I got to get in line, get up to the table, have some fun. I'm in Vegas. You're going to be at practice tomorrow. It's going to be uh, an interesting week. It always is when you have a new regime. A lot of things could happening. Look, we're going to keep you posted as much as we can here. If they have news on Roquan Smith, we'll jump in. We'll kind of keep things fluid as we get through this preseason. And uh, we'll just uh, stay on top of
0: things. Stay safe out there, David. Stay safe.